And what we're going to be looking at this morning is heaven. Uh, we're going to be looking at the midst of heaven, which is the throne of God. At the end of the service, I'm going to tell you all this now so you can be getting everything ready, okay? So you know what's going on. At the end of the service, uh, we're going to turn the lights down. And then I'm going to read over it again. Now, I'm going to read through Revelation 4 and chapter 5 this morning. We're going to stop on certain verses going through it to kind of explain a few points of it, okay? Uh, each time we do this, I want you to see that this is the, the, the account of John in the book of Revelation. And it's the throne of God. Uh, Moses saw it in Exodus 25 and Exodus 35, Isaiah in chapter 6, Isaiah seen the throne of God, Ezekiel chapter 1, Ezekiel seen the throne of God, and now John has in Revelation chapter 4. The thing about what we want you to do this morning, I'm, I don't have no notes on purpose, we don't have no images, because what I want you to do this morning is use your imagination, okay? Albert Einstein said anything great started with an imagination, we have a gift as a human being that other things don't have. In our mind, we have an imagination. Anything I've ever done, everything I've ever built, when I built my shop, when I did things, I already had imagined, I already had a thought in my mind, imagine what I want it to be like. But the trick to it is, not everybody, not everybody's imagination is the same. See, I, I do... I do taxidermy work on the side. I have to do a second job because our, our country has taxed us into a three-income family, so i got to do two of them. And uh, it's all because of bad policies and bad decisions. I learned something this past week by watching an a interview with a big oil man. This, I, I kind of caught... I got started in a, kind of the middle of the interview, but this guy was a big oil man in Texas, and they was asking him an interview about the diesel shortage supposed to be coming up and about fuel prices and all that stuff. He never said a president's name. He never said a vice president's name. He never said a part of a, uh, a party or nothing. All he ever said, every time they asked him, he says, bad policies and bad decisions. Wow, wow. I learned something. Don't give a president what he don't deserve, okay? <laughs> bad decisions, bad policies. <clears throat> but anyway, there's an imagination. And I have to do tax number work. Sometimes when somebody brings something in, I have to tell them, I said, you need to show me a picture or look at something in my showroom of how you want it because you can't tell me your imagination because mine's not going to fit yours. Y'all with me? Okay? So this morning... We're going to let you use your imagination. So we're going to read through Revelation chapter 4 and chapter 5, look at some principles and some facts or whatever of the parts of the throne of God. But at the end of it, I'm going to, we're going to turn the lights down, off, down low, and then I'm going to read 4 and 5 straight through again. And when you're at, with your eyes closed and, you're, and the lights down low, I want you to imagine what heaven looks like. And then at the end of it, I'm telling you now so you'll be ready, at the end of it, when I get through reading, when the lights are off, we're going to play a song. Okay? You online ain't going to be able to hear it. Sorry about that. But y'all will. Okay? When the song is over, the lights will come on and the service is done and you are dismissed. 
okay? So I got to let you know this right off the bat, too. When it's over with, do not ask me questions I can't answer. Because it's your imagination, my imagination. Don't ask me questions I can't answer. Y'all with me? I mean, is that fair enough? All right, before we get it started, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Hey, this past week, check this out. This past week was candy week. Right? Did anybody get their favorite candy? Everybody thinks my favorite candy is Smarties, but that's number two. Candy corn is my favorite. Check this out. That's the only corn that don't show up in your poop. And I said that because Curtis ain't here, Keith ain't here, and Jim's in his office. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Y'all got time? Y'all got time? Let me tell you. There's a priest sitting on a subway, and that priest sitting there, and this guy comes in, a hobo guy comes in. Y'all know what a hobo looks like? Use your imagination. Y'all know what he looks like? <laughs> he comes in, and he got a bottle in his pocket, of course, and he's got a newspaper, and he sits down beside the priest and starts reading the newspaper, and that priest was kind of uncomfortable with the with the drunkest looking guy sitting beside him. Then the guy finally looked over and said, what causes arthritis? And that priest said, well, running around with lewd women, drinking, carrying on, and, and, and being in the lust of the flesh. Them are all attributes of arthritis. He said, huh, okay. He went about to read well, a few minutes later, the priest started feeling bad. Y'all have this old preacher start feeling bad. I'm sorry. He said, sir, I'm well, a few minutes later, the priest started feeling bad. Y'all have this old preacher start feeling bad. I'm sorry. He said, sir, I'm sorry. I really, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I just got a little carried away because it's my passion, right? He said, well, how long have you had arthritis? He said, I don't, but the paper says the Pope does. <laughs> so you got to be careful sometimes with how you answer things. Y'all with me? All right. So let's go. Let's look at this. We're going to get started so I run out of time. <laughs> Revelation chapter 4 and chapter 5. Revelation 4, 1, it says, After this I looked. This is John talking. John's been called up to heaven. He said, After this I, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard, as it were, a trumpet talking with me, said, Come up hither, and I will show you things that must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one that sat on the throne. Now, this is John talking, and uh, he's been called up to heaven. Now, this is my personal theory, okay? Is it, is it showing the rapture? Is John really been raptured? Is he in that part? I believe myself. Don't ask me questions I cannot, I cannot answer. This is your imagination. I believe myself that John was translated in the time. He was actually moved in the time to see end-time scenarios. And the reason why I think that is because there were several times in the book of Revelation that John started to write something and the angels or God would tell him, do not write that. If it had been a, if it had been a vision or a dream, he would not have seen that. These were things going on that God did not want us to know. There are some things that if God didn't put it in there, you don't need to know it. That's just the way it is. There are some things we just ain't ready for. Okay? So that's one of the reasons why I think this actually happened. Also, you'll see how it was the voice of a trumpet. His, his voice was as a trumpet. As a trumpet, the trumpet sounded loudly and clearly. 
There was a difference between voices and a trumpet. The trumpets was used to rally the people for assembly, for war, for feast, for odd and end things. There was different blows of the trumpet to rally the people for certain events. And they were made loudly and clearly so that they understood what was going on. And when God spoke from the, from the throne, it was loudly and clearly. And we're going to look at a few moments how the word of God is loudly and clearly. Okay? All right, so let's look on. Uh, verse 3, And he that sat was to look upon like jasper and a sardian stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Now, the emerald here is not necessarily green. It is actually a part that shows a translucent of clearness, of brightness and clearness. Okay? It ain't like necessarily the Emerald City that you see in the Wizard of Oz, okay? But y'all with me on it, okay? But it says that it had uh, stones like, like the Sardian Stone and Jasper. So let's go over this this morning. The Sardian Stone, it's the first stone in the breastplate of the high priest. The high priest has a breastplate that has 12 stones in it. Each one of the stones represents the 12, the, each of the 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 sons of Jacob. The first one is the Sardian stone. It represents Reuben. Reuben was the firstborn. This is the firstborn. It's Jesus is the only begotten son of God. He's the firstborn. Y'all with me? It represents that. It also has the color of raw flesh. It's the color, and it represents the body of Christ. It's also the stone that's used in healing, used for power, and used for might. Who is our healer? Through his stripes, we're healed. Y'all right? Y'all with me? These all represent that part. That part of that is just showing Christ on the right hand of the throne. The last stone, the jasper stone, it was blood red. It represents the blood of Jesus Christ. When we do communion in here uh, once a month, you know, we, we represent, we do a, a communion that represents the body and the blood of Christ, Right? the body that was shed, and the blood that was delivered on the cross for each one of us for our sins. Y'all with me? Also, it's the last stone of the 12, which is Benjamin. Benjamin's name, y'all know what Benjamin means? It means the son of my right hand. This stuff ain't on accident, folks. The person sitting on the throne with the Father is Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at him here in a moment. Y'all with me? I, I, I about forgot this point. Anybody here saved? Anybody been born again? All right, so no, wait a minute. So, I, I mean, I got to ask you that. I got to ask you that for a reason. Because when we get down here, if you've been born again, you have the Holy Spirit living within you. Y'all with me? I'm doing this on King James. If y'all ever notice, every time I preach or every time I teach, I use King James Version. I do it on purpose, okay? I do it on purpose just to mess with you, okay? And the reason why is because I want everybody to understand. I don't care what version you use. If you do not have the Holy Spirit with you to teach you and guide you through it, you're not going to get it. And even with the King James Version, some people say, well, I can't understand the these and the thou. If you can't understand thee and thou, go back to English class. <laughs> even I passed that. Y'all with me? I had to throw that in for free. So anyway, at the end of this thing, I want you to use the Holy Spirit. 
I want you to invite the Holy Spirit to take over. Because at the end of this thing, we're not going to have an altar call. We're going to have a throne call. You ever been there? It's pretty good. I hope, and my intentions is, with the Holy Spirit, that when this thing is over, there's going to be people fell out all over this place. I'm doing something different this morning. Y'all with me? Where am I at? Oh, verse 4. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Start imagining what's going on here. <clears throat> there were these 24 seats, were actually 24 small thrones around the big throne. These represent, these 24 elders represent the 12 uh, tribes of Israel and also the 12 apostles. That represents all of God's people, Old Testament and New. These are not angels sitting on these thrones. These are people and these are men in white robes with crowns. We know that because no angel has a crown. And we're going to see here in a few minutes how they cast the crowns at the feet of Jesus. If you've been born again and you live your life with Christ, you're going to receive a crown. If nothing else, you, there are several crowns. There's up to seven crowns you can get. But you're definitely going to have one, which is a crown of life. Or you ain't going to get there. Y'all with me? So we're going to have a crown to throw. Place, lay down, however you want to do it. I can only imagine. Y'all with me? Keep that in mind. Where am I at? Oh, the seven spirits of God. There's seven spirits of God. You can find that in Isaiah chapter 2. No. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. Uh, has the seven spirits. One of them is the Spirit of the Lord. What is the Spirit of the Lord? That's the Holy Spirit. Okay? That's, that's one of the Spirit. That's the Spirit of the Lord. Because uh, it says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of might, the Spirit of knowledge, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. Those are all spirits that are, that are round and about the throne of God. That utters... Day in and day out, through lightnings and thunderings and great voices. This ain't something that's just going to be barely carrying on. Y'all think Jennifer gets up here and jumps around? You wait till you get to heaven. Some people's going to have a rude awakening. Me, probably one of them. Y'all with me? Say it again. Come on. I know that she can do it. Where am I at? And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes and before and behind. You know what? I skipped something. Up in verse 3, it talks about the rainbow around the throne. There's a rainbow around the throne, and the rainbow is clear, bright, and perfect. Let me tell you something about the rainbow. The rainbow is God's sign. It's God's image 
of the covenant he has with man. And that rainbow represents the covenant that he made with man, and he will not, he will not break his covenant. And I said it this morning, and I'll say it again. That is God's sign, not nobody else's. They have no right to use that sign. That's God's sign. And I stand up here and say, and I ain't scared of none of them. You know why? They can't fire me. If they could, fine. I'm ready to go home anyway. Am I not ready to go home? Ready to go home. But I had enough of this foolishness. Where am I at? Oh, the throne is like a sea of, like a glass, like in the crystal. Now, is it a sea of glass before the throne? I think that's an image. And the, and, the, and the main thing is, it's the water that comes forth. It's clear. It's bright. It's perfect. And it's clear for a reason, because it represents God's, God's word. It's the washing by the water of the word. And it's clear, and it's perfect. Y'all with me? If you don't understand in the word, then ask the Holy Spirit to give it to you, because it's clear. It comes forth like trumpets and like lightning and like thundering because it ain't playing. I quit school because they had recess. I ain't out to play. I just kidding. I did quit school. I thought it was cute. My mama sure thought I was going to. And the first beast, and then there were, there were four beasts with full of eyes before and behind all the way around. The first beast was like a lion, and the second beast was like a calf, and the third was like a face of a man, and the fourth was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about them, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. These four beasts, like a lion, an ox, or a calf, a man, and an eagle. They represent the four Gospels. It did not matter where John stood in heaven. Each one of them was at the four corners of heaven, and you could see each one of the four faces no matter where you're at. They represent Jesus Christ. They represent the Gospels of Jesus Christ. Matthew is the line. They even in order. Matthew is the line. The ox is Mark. Luke is the man John is the divine one. He is the eagle. And Matthew, we see that Matthew got, has got the Jewish flavor about it. It is showing the line of the tribe of Judah. It is showing the line of the, of the, of the tribes of Israel. Right? I told him in the early service this morning, I want you to get something understood. When Jesus came the first time, they missed him. You know why they missed him? They were looking for the lion, not looking for the lamb. And there was two, th over 2,000 prophecies that the lamb was coming, and they missed it. Because they were looking for the lion of the tribe of Judah to come and rid them of their adversaries, and they missed the lamb. There's people nowadays in the church that's going to miss him again. You know why? They're looking for the lamb to come back. The lamb ain't coming back, folks. The lion is. And he's come back to kick some serious tail. 
I said it. Curtis ain't here. He's supposed to be watching me online. He can't stop me. He's wanting to. He's grinning. But you know what? I tell the devil constantly. I have to remind him. You know, he gets on my nerves. I'm not going to give him all the credit because i got some of my own fleshly stuff that gets in the way too, right? I'm not going to give him all the credit. But I still have to remind him quite often, i got a big brother coming that's going to kick your tail. And it's the lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion's coming back, folks. Y'all with me? All right, so anyway, Matthew's the lion. Mark is the ox. That's the servant side of Christ. Matthew is the lion side. Mark is the oxen, which is the servant side. There's more of the miracles and everything in the book of Mark than there is in the others. Luke is the man side. If you ever watch, if you're reading the Gospels and you always wonder, well, Luke just makes more sense to me. That's because he's the man side and it makes more sense to our man side. Y'all see? John is the divine side. And you have to put all four Gospels together in order to get the understanding of Jesus Christ of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. And they're never contradicted from one another. I don't care what anybody says. They're never contradicted. One of them says, well, if one says it's 4,000, another says it's 5,000. Which one is it? It's both. Yeah. It's two separate instances. He did four, he fed 4,000 one time, fed 5,000 next time. He probably fed 10,000 one time. The books couldn't hold everything he did. Yeah. I throw that in for free. <clears throat> Let me show you something else about it. The genealogy of Jesus Christ is in two places of the gospel. One is in Matthew, one is in Luke. When you look at Matthew's side, it starts, his genealogy starts with Abraham, like any good Jew would do. It starts with Abraham. It comes up to David and goes down through Solomon, which is the royal side, and goes all the way down to Joseph, which adopted Jesus. And when he did, he was able to receive the throne of David through the adoption. Okay? Y'all with me? But there's a problem. That's in Matthew. There's a problem with that. In, in Jeremiah 22, you'll see that God put a blood curse on the royal line. And when he put that blood curse, if you'll notice from there all the way up to when Jesus was born, the devil quit monkeying with people. He quit monkeying with the, with the genealogy. The genealogy was messed with all the way up until that time. That's why we had the flood. The flood was caused, the devil was messing with the genealogy of Jesus Christ. That's what the flood was all about. But God put a blood curse. And, and the devil thought God done stomped himself in the foot. And it was all over. And he, I'm, I'm sure in the councils of Satan, there must have been a party that day. and must have been a heyday. Because they thought it's over. But if you, go to, if you go to Luke and look at the genealogy of Luke, you'll see that he started with Adam and come all the way down. And then when he got to David, he didn't go through Solomon. He went through David's other son, Nathan. And it goes all the way down to Mary, which is his mother. And then you'll find out that Mary doesn't have any brothers. Back in Numbers, when they were delegating out the land and, 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 and splitting up the land for the tribes, there was these girls called the daughters of Zehelophath. And they were getting angry because they were not receiving their portion of inheritance. It's because they didn't have no brothers. And they went, they went before Joshua, went before Moses and said, 
They said, it ain't our fault. It ain't our fault we ain't got no brothers. What's the problem with it? It's basically like God said, it's about time y'all come to me. Yeah. I, I kind of throw that in. That's kind of paraphrasing me. You know, it wasn't really enough. Anyway. <laughs> so he said, I'll tell you what you do. They come up with a law of the law of the daughters of Zahelaphat. If you are, if you are uh, a da daughters and you do not have any brothers to receive inheritance, you marry within your tribe, and then you are able to receive the inheritance through your tribe. God did that on purpose because he, he don't want the Benjamin tribe and the Dan tribe or something other fighting over stuff, saying, well, it, you know, it all keeps it within and it all flows good. Y'all with me? He did that on purpose. God does stuff on purpose. Y'all know that? So whenever it says that, so in able to do that through the laws of the daughters of Heliphad, Jesus is now able to go around the blood curse and receive the throne of David through his mother through the law of the daughters of Heliphad. Wow. wow. Is that not neat? So he went around the blood curse. And when the Bible says that God, that Jesus fulfilled all the law and the prophets, he fulfilled all the law and the prophets, even the law of the daughters of Zahelophite. That's pretty neat. Most of y'all sitting there looking at me like I need a drink. It, it, ain't, it, ain't that, it ain't that hard, but it really ain't. So anyway. That's the four faces. That's the four gospels of Jesus Christ. And then those four beasts are constantly saying night and day, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. You know why? The Trinity, holy the Father, holy the Son, holy the Holy Spirit. Anytime, I, this is a pet peeve of mine. Anytime I think that we are talking about God and we say holy, you need to say holy, holy, holy. You need to involve all Three of the Godhead. With me so far? That's why they're doing it. Anyway, let's move on. Am I running out of time? Probably. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, that four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. The very first part of the, of the book, the Gospel of John, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. In other words, he's telling you, Jesus is the one who said, let there be. Everything that was made and created was made and created for him, including you. You know something I learned here lately? I, and I, I, I also, also farm on the weekends, too. I ain't got nothing else to do. You know, I just work three jobs, so I ain't got nothing else to do. So I do a little, I do a little farming on the weekend. So I've been learning about this fertilizer thing. So I've been learning about the micronutrients and the macronutrients. You got micronutrients that carry the macronutrients. The macros is like your, your nitrogen, your potash, your, your phosphorus, your calcium, uh, Magnesium and I had them all memorized at one time. But anyway, all that stuff. You know what I, what I realized was in studying all that? It's the same minerals and stuff that we got. When the Bible said you come from the ground and going back to the ground, buddy, a minute. Yep. 
We got the same minerals, the same thing in us that's in the ground. And it takes all the minerals and all the stuff right to grow a good crop. And if you'll get your stuff right, you could grow a good crop. You know where your micronutrients is at? In your hand. You know where the micronutrients is at? In your head. In your spirit. You got to put the two spirits together or you'll never grow. I throw that in for free. Where are we at? Oh, we're starting, we're starting chapter 5 now. Lord, now I got 15 minutes. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and without on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loosen the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to look, uh, open the book and look upon. And I wept very much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither was to look upon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah. You know who that is? We just talked about it, right? The root of David, right? Have prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it has been slain. Who is that? Is there anything man-made in heaven? Yeah, it is. Scars. He still bears the scars. It said, when he looked, behold, in the mist was a lamb as he'd been slain. He received those scars forever. Don't ask me questions I can't answer. And I don't understand it. How the voice that said, let there be, did that for me. I don't get it. I receive it. And I love it. And I thank him for it. But I don't get it. I think we'll spend eternity trying to figure it out. But also in eternity, we get to do some of this stuff. I'm going to get at least one crown. I think I might get two crowns. Because there's one of them, there's one of them that you get for looking for the return of Jesus Christ. The ones who earnestly look for the return receives a crown according to Timothy. I hope I get that one at least. I hope I at least get two. So I can throw it each hand. But I can only imagine. Y'all with me? Where am I at? Uh, oh, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth through all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him and sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and and four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. That means we're all going to get a harp someday. I can't play nothing except the radio, and I miss the stations on it sometimes. 
but maybe I'll get to play a harp. Y'all with me? Think about it. And thou hast made us until God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and beasts and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 of thousands and thousands. There's a bunch of us that's going to be there. I hate it for some of them denominations that think they're the only ones that are going to be there because they ain't got that many of them. Yeah, I said it. Because I ain't scared. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and, and uh, all that are in them, heard I say in blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord unto all. Do it while, you, while it counts. If you've never done it, do it while it counts. I hope you all understand what I'm saying. <clears throat> and the four beasts said, Amen. In other words, they said, and so be it. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. Amen. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're fixing to turn the lights off here in a minute. We're going to leave just enough light up here so I can read. I'm fixing to read over this again without stopping, okay? Use your imagination, okay? Because here's something I did. When I first started working this, this is the reason why I'm even doing this. Because when I first started this, I wasn't going to do it this way. And I looked up and I Googled... <laughs> Y'all ever Googled? I Googled the, throne, the images of the throne of God. And there come up 20 or 30 of them on there. And as I looked at them, they were all different. But they were all accurate. They all had the four beasts. They all had the elders. They all had the sea. They all had the jasper and the sardian stone. And they all had the rainbow. And they all had the emerald. They all had all these things in it. But they were all different. You know Why? Because the people that was making the image had their own imagination. We're not going to know what it looks like till we get there. But you know what? We have an imagination that was given to us by God through the Holy Spirit so we can only imagine. So what I want you to do this morning, when we turn the lights out, I'm going to start reading over this. And I want you to close your eyes. I want you to forget about everybody around you, everything else going on. And as I read this, I want, to, I want you to start popping in your head the images of what's going on and get yourself an image of what the throne of God looks like. And when I get through, we're going to play a song. And at the end of the song, when the lights come on, you're dismissed and it's over. And don't ask me questions I can't answer. Y'all with me? This is for you. It ain't for me. This is for you. It's for your imagination you along with the Holy Spirit. And I hope you fall out all over this place. We'll pick you up later. <laughs> or the good thing about being the last service, Stephen and him ain't going to be coming in tromping over you. We got time. Right? Y'all with me?
Let's do this. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which, which I heard was as a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show you things that must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit, and I behold a throne that was set in heaven, and one that sat on the throne. And he that sat on the throne looked like a jasper and a sardian stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne, and sight like an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was like a sea of glass likened to crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second like a calf, and the third beast had a face of a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming, with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look upon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look on. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth to all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints." And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, and hast made us unto God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and I heard a voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast and the elders, and the numbers of them was ten thousand times ten thousands and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing in every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as in the sea and all that were in them heard I saying, 
blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth on the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that lives forever and ever. Amen.